If you want to support this podcast and get a full ad-free episode, sign up to Headstuff Plus. Hey guys, and welcome to Personality Bingo with me, your host, Tom Moran. So this week on the podcast, we have the amazing Nessa Matthews. Nessa is an actor. She uh, trained in Lambda in the UK. She's been back here for a good while now and has been flat out with some amazing projects. You're going to best know her from Mr. Burns, a post-electric play, and as well, the brilliant Infinity that seems to have ripped up the city over the last couple of months that was most recently revived at the first Fortnite Festival, and I have only heard rave reviews. I'm only kicking myself that I didn't get in to see it, but look, say la vie, hopefully it will be back, and hopefully I'll get to see it, because from what everyone says, it's a very, very special show. Um, we're delighted to have Nessa on. Um, she's someone that I don't know very well. This is just before we have our chat. I'm dying to chat to her. She's one of these people that I feel like I have a million mutual friends with, so it's always really, really nice to get to connect with those people through the medium of this podcast. If the medium of this podcast is something that you enjoy, there is now a way you can support it. Our Patreon page. As Blind Boy says, Patreon is a model based off soundness. And if you are sound and if you are in a position where you can throw a couple of euros our way, a five or a ten or whatever that might be, it will make a massive difference in our life. So if it doesn't make a massive difference to your wallet, please do so. All the details are in the show notes. It's uh, Patreon forward slash personality bingo. Um, and it will make a huge difference to the running of the show as I say uh, the show will always be free it'll always be for you but if you can pay for it maybe do so for someone who can't um, as I said like people have been pitching in a couple of euros getting some lovely messages as well through the Patreon page it's a really easy way to connect with me uh, directly um, in terms of you know if you have any thoughts any concerns any comments any things that you're uh, want to suggest for the podcast any things you find problematic about the podcast I'm so open to hearing all of that and maybe any guests that you want to hear on the podcast we're so on board with all of that good stuff so send all that my way um, yeah so guys as I said if you can kick a few bob our way it makes a huge huge difference um, other than that Please enjoy the wonderful Nessa Matthews playing Personality Bingo with Tom Moran. Nessa Matthews ready to play personality bingo. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> so, wow is right. Uh, a quick explanation of how it all works. I've got 60 minutes on the clock. Uh, I've got 60 balls in here and I've got 60 corresponding questions. I've also given you five numbers on that sheet of paper. Would you do me a favour and read out the five? Yes. So, three, yeah. 16, right. 24, okay. 11, yeah. 22 right. and 50. Nice. That's all six? That's all six. Great. I love it. What did you pick? 16. Any reason? It's my mum's birthday. Oh, I nice. just felt like <clears throat> doing that. It's a good bus route as well. It's a what? It's a good bus route. What's a bus route? A bus route. Like oh, you can bus get, route. Like you can get it to the airport. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's pretty handy. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah, it's good. I like yeah. it. Um, <laughs> uh, I should also say that if all six of those numbers do come out, that means the tables are turned and you get to ask me any question in the whole wide world. Has anyone you, ever uh, got to do that? Nope. Never. Nope. Could be you. I really want to. Yeah. Okay. All right, sweet. Let's give it a spin. All right, here we go. First out the gate, we have number 40. Do you have it? I don't. No worries. Number 40, the question is, if you weren't the nationality you are, what <gasps> nationality would you choose to be? Oh, God. I think maybe French. Mm. I don't know why. Passion. I don't know. I just... But then France is super problematic as well. But I think of 
that's the thought the only thought I've ever had about that it's what way does like it France, feel what, it, what way is problematic about France oh god well, I don't even know enough but mm. like well it just seems to be sort of you know every so often it'll kind of swing over far right mm-hmm. you know politically mm-hmm. uh, there's just a lot of racism there you know yeah um but no but I've always been attracted to the sort of culture and also the language is just so beautiful mm. and I'm terrible with with other languages right like I think like I studied French mm. and I refused to speak French <laughs> the whole way through I was studying like I never the only time I ever spoke French yeah. to a living human being was in my oral for French which is so strange yeah. So maybe there's that going on as well. Maybe I'm just like, maybe I could just be French Mm -hmm. and speak it and it'll be great. Your attitude to studying French versus speaking French feels weirdly French. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like there's something kind of rebellious about like, yes, I am studying this, but fuck you, I'm not speaking it. Exactly. But it was just real low key. Like I didn't draw attention to myself in any way. It's not like I was like, I refuse. It was just kind of like, I I just manage it somehow just to not do it. Yeah. And do you feel, do you feel very Irish? Do I feel very Irish? I would have said no growing up. Because mm. I I always felt kind of more attracted to sort of... I, I think I always felt European. Mm. And then I always felt like... Um, I was always really attracted to other literatures. So I would have studied English in college and stuff like that. And I remember being very into like American modernism and stuff like that. Mm. And for some reason, I just wasn't as drawn to Irish literature. But then I moved away to the UK... This is such a classic thing that happens to people as well. Hmm. But I moved there and I was living there for a while. But then suddenly I just felt so Irish. And sometimes that was my own feeling. And then sometimes it wasn't. As in sometimes it was coming from the outside. Because people are like, you're Irish. So then you're like, oh yeah, I guess I, guess I am. Yeah. yeah. I never, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's some gas things that would happen. I'm sure people have had this happen to them as well. What are they? But like, oh, just like, so I remember... Just little things, you know. But like I remember walking down the corridor one time in drama school and like my film ge- my film teacher was just like, Oh, how are you better, better, better. like he was like, Oh big era, how are you? kind of thing. And it was just like, Whoa, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yes, I am Irish. I'm Irish. Mm-hmm. It was weird, you know. Yeah, I I lived in <laughs> Chicago for a year and in my first week of school they they uh, it was like an exchange thing, so yeah. I had to go over like for a semester. And one of the first people I met was like so in Ireland, what are the houses made of? What Is did it, you say? Like, did you take the opportunity to make up stuff? I honestly think she thought they were made of like, <laughs> like sticks, been like mud. Yeah, I and like straw. Honestly, like, and, and I was like, I was like, I don't, I, and yeah. and she asked, and then I was like. I don't know. Yeah, like yeah, house. The yeah. houses are made of house. Yeah, yeah. Like bricks. <laughs> like They're made of house. That's so great. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was, uh, it was actually kind of challenging. I was like, it's a yeah. fucking great question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what are they made of? Existential um, crisis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love. Yeah, but it's weird. I think that is the thing of just, you go somewhere else and then you're like, you feel other and then you're like, oh yeah, I mm. guess I am Irish. Yeah. Um, And I, and I have to say then when I was in drama school, I did miss performing Irish stuff mm. Irish plays and, and performing in my own accent mm-hmm. as well I really missed as mm. well because there wasn't a whole lot of opportunity actually to do that um, so yeah I can think now I would say oh yeah I, I still feel more European and I love being part of Europe and all that kind of stuff um, but definitely more connected to my Irishness Imagine how angry we'd be if like Ireland had voted to oh my god you know do no. a Brexit sort no. of thing like yeah. imagine Oh, that's part of the reason why I left. 
the UK. Really? Oh God, yeah. So you were still there? I oh. was still there. I voted. Really? I voted in that thing. And I remember, and this is really, I'm not a very religious person. In fact, I like I'd have problems obviously with the church as many people do. Mm. But um, I went and I voted just down the road from my house and there was a church right beside it and I was like, I'm going in. And I went, <laughs> I went in and I was like, look, I don't know if, uh, I don't really know about any of this stuff, but if there's anyone, you know, if there's someone, I don't know, whatever. I was like, just can you just make it, make us remain? And I was like, that'd be awesome. It was so weird. I almost like was laughing at myself doing it, but I was just like, I'm just going to try it all. Yeah. Do you ever <laughs> pray? We, no. So it was like, to- I mean, totally ridiculous. And I, genuinely, I was kind of almost half joking myself. Mm-hmm. It just felt like maybe it was like a cathartic thing to do or something. Totally. It was just kind of like, I don't know what to do about this. This is really stressful. I really hope this doesn't happen. And yeah, but I remember we we all stayed up, like my flatmates and I watching the result like come in and it was just like, oh my God. Mm couldn't believe it I guess and then you know it happened obviously with Trump with everyone as well I think yeah but it was just like oh but I kind of had been thinking about coming home for a while anyway but I I think that was definitely the clincher you know just kind of suddenly just didn't feel okay staying there you know I was just like oh no I'm done because I'm not going to stay there forever Mm -hmm. so you always knew that I always knew that and what were the other things that brought you home or made it feel right family like not being far away from family like you know just that kind of stuff becoming more important, you know, like sick of kind of missing birthdays and just like being able to just like get there quicker, mm. you know, and I wouldn't really fly very much. So whenever I want to go home, it's not like I just zip home. I'd usually get the ferry. So it's like, OK, I'll see you in nine hours, you know. Why don't you fly? Well, it's for environmental reasons, really. Yeah. It's really intense. But yeah, I kind of just made the decision a while ago, years ago, to try and not fly as much as I possibly could. Wow. Um, <laughs> I've never heard someone say that out loud before. I know. Sometimes I get embarrassed when I say these oh, things. Oh, no, please don't. Just I, like, I uh, just think it's it's like, it's weird in the cool way. It's weird in the way, like, I just don't know many people who say it. Uh, yeah, I know. Sometimes I think that's I'm really like, admirable. Like, yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, I I think it was just years ago. I was like, that whole voting with your money thing, I took it to heart. Um, and was just like, yeah, actually, I don't really want to put my money there. And if I can avoid it, which I can, mm. then I will. Yeah, you know, obviously I have flown if, if I have have to, mm-hmm. you know, but if like I I'm not under any pressure, and I can do that journey, then I will. Yeah. Um. But yeah, family was was another reason of coming for coming home, and also I wanted to start making my own work, mm-hmm. and um, my collaborators were here, really, you know, mm. and a lot of the people I wanted to work with were here, and then also, uh, yeah, I think it's like. I just feel happier here. Do you? I do. Mm. I really do. Like, I loved my time there. And I have amazing friends over in London. I miss them very much. And I'm terrible at keeping in touch with them. Uh, but I, I do miss them very much. Mm. And I, God, I, I do miss, like, galleries. And I miss, like, the theatre there and stuff like that. Like, I, I miss that. Like, mm-hmm. being able to kind of walk out of your house. And just so much kind of culture. Mm. You know, just there. Um but but yeah, definitely happier here. And and I think there's something in, and I say it's kind of coming back to the, like not feeling Irish or whatever. But actually, I do because there's something in Irish work or something. I don't know what it is. Mm. I don't have words for it at all. But that just resonates with me, and I'm glad to be here, um, like amidst that. Mm-hmm. I actually think it's a lovely time to be here as well. It's very difficult. Like I think there's a lot going on, that it makes it very difficult for people in the arts 
mm-hmm. but at the same time <clears throat> there's a lot of work that I really admire that's going on here as well mm. which is the kind of flip side yeah and it's nice to be a part of it's interesting with everything you know with the the Abbey letter obviously in the theatre forum findings and everything it's so funny because like for the first time and not even on like a wide scale but even just like my mum and dad are like sending me articles that I've like seen and like you know like probably statistics yeah. that I've contributed to you know yeah, and they're like quoting yeah. them back to me like did you know this and I'm yeah, like, like yeah, yeah I life. live that and yeah. I, <laughs> so I often live it's below that average life. as well <laughs> like yeah, I'm not God. even on the good side of that average a lot yeah. of the time you know what I mean and oh, you're totally. you know and you're like yeah, yeah like that is like because it it, it is shocking for people and then sometimes you can do that misleading thing of you know because I've definitely been guilty of you know like on the amazing occasions where you book something like an ad and you know you go home to your home friends and like you know how much do you get paid for that and you're like seven grand for a day or something and and like which obviously is just so unrepresentative of what is actually it means but you, you know what I mean or um or sometimes you know if you're on like a a nice gig like you can be on great money yeah but then you have to reconcile yourself with the fact that like that kind of is for the next like six months potentially yeah you know depending mm-hmm. on how things play out you know no, totally totally and mm. then you're kind of balancing other stuff as well like in terms of uh you know why why you're doing it and stuff like that and why well. are you doing it oh my god <laughs> such a big question yeah. um I think I'm just refiguring that out actually. Yeah. Because like I when I went to drama school, um I think I definitely I saw kind of another side of the industry. I hate that word. Mm-hmm. Um and I was kinda like, Oh my god, what is this? And I was like, What am I what am I doing? I was like, But what what's this actually doing? You know? Um and I kinda fell out of love with it, I think, massively. Mm. Um so I think another reason why I came home was also to kind of figure that out again like why I was doing it because I've said this before to other people but like I I find it really hard I find the whole thing really really difficult and I think if I don't know why I'm doing it then I'm just like oh you know I can't kind of I need that why reason Mm -hmm. to, to push me forward and make me feel engaged with it and I think I think it is just like yeah like I guess story and what it does and what it can do for people and um yeah, I, I don't know how, again, I'm terrible when it comes to articulating these very big things. Uh-huh. I find it very hard. When you say you find it really difficult, what is it? The reason for kind of why, oh, oh, it, yeah. oh, oh, it, I, like acting and everything. All like. But what you, part of it is it? Because like you, you, yeah. you don't find like getting up on the floor with a script in hand hard, I, I imagine. Is it like the other um, bit? Is it the auditioning, the like not auditioning the... Yeah, I think, yeah. So, so sometimes I would find performing hard. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely was when I was younger, I was super shy and it would always be nerve wracking, you know, and like mm. I think for years and years and years I thought, oh, I actually shouldn't be an actor because I'm not the kind of person that an actor is like, sure, I'm not extroverted. I'm not like I wouldn't bust into a monologue, you know what I mean? <laughs> like <Thank God>. ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, now I'll do it right now. No. Um, and so it took me ages to be like, oh, actually feel like I could do it and have, you know, that I had permission to do it or something, you know mm, what I mean? Mm. So kind of. Yeah, growing up, it would have been kind of always difficult, always very nerve wracking. And then and then, yeah, as it kind of went on with it, it became just sort of that stuff of like motivation and and what kind of work you're doing and why you're doing it. And and then all the other stuff like that, you know, like pressures on sort of I say women, but also it's, it's very much men now mm, as well mm. to be a certain way to 
and then like with social media to like have a brand and like it's just I guess it's navigating all of that other stuff Mm -hmm. that comes with doing the thing because yes I guess now where I'm at now I wouldn't find it as hard to get up with the script and actually that's where I'm I feel very happy in that you know what I mean Uh but I guess now because I'm doing it more professionally or whatever it's all the other stuff Mm -hmm. you know I get you you know and emails even Emails are hard. Oh my god! <laughs> emails are hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying. But 100%. it's wonderful. You know, I that's so down. But you know, no. What I mean? But there's two sides to it. Yeah, they, it can be wonderful you know, and hard at the but, same time. But I say all of that because, and everyone feels it, and also the financial stuff, everything. Um, but if you know why you're doing it mm-hmm. and you have a good sense of that, all of the rest of the stuff is so manageable. Yeah. Because you're learning that stuff all mm-hmm. the time. You're learning how to make your own specific way through that stuff in a way that you, feels good for you. Yeah, well, that's so true. I was talking to this <clears> bit of friend yesterday and I was just saying like, because uh, I'm definitely still trying to find that for me. And I think I have to sometimes like block out all the other voices or like the other voices that I perceive to be there that I actually don't think are there. This is it. Like you get, there's a lot of noise and you can get lost in it and I think that's maybe what I mean as well. Yeah, like I just just reconcile myself with the fact that like there's certain work that like I enjoy that like other people mightn't enjoy but I actually do. Yeah. Like, you know, I really do enjoy, like for example, at Christmas, like my Christmas job was uh, doing a show in Brown Thomas and it was like singing in Brown Thomas and (coughs) it was real nice. They were like really good little 10 minute shows and we'd like come out like twice an hour and do it and then go back but like the act of doing that and like the joy it like not to be an arsehole about it but like you'd be doing it and there'd be a woman who wouldn't expect this lad to come out singing beside her and she'd start so crying because she was like oh it like God. moved her in some way or like there'd be a little oh. kid who'd be just like tugging at her mom's That's skirt and so like cute. clapping her hands and just living her best life that like so that actually cute. is real meaningful <laughs> for me and, oh my god you know, totally and that sounds really old school as well like old school sing- like what, what what was the show we were doing like a great showman section oh uh, god, we were doing like a great Gatsby kind of jazzy section nice, yeah. and then a Christmas section oh. and we had them on rotation that's and nice. like it was just gorgeous yeah. like it really was so lovely and like but then like there's another part of you that's like oh like I should feel ashamed that I'm doing this because I'm not like in the abbey or the gate or oh, something. God, no. Do you know what I mean? Because no, yeah, I've yeah. definitely like had those things. Because like, yeah. obviously I would also love to be in the abbey and the gate. Like, mm-hmm. But they can exist at the same but time. is it that you want to be in the abbey and the gate or you want to be working on a project that you're excited about with people that you like in Th- the abbey and the gate? That's so true too because I could be doing I mean? a crap play in the abbey and the gate because there's loads of them time. too. Like, not, you know what I mean? Sorry, abbey gate. But like, you know what I mean? You, yeah. Or something could just not sit with you. But there is that weird thing. It's just that validation thing, uh-huh. which is just can be total poison. And and I guess maybe that's it. It's just like navigating that, knowing exactly why you're you're doing it. You are, mm-hmm. and like I guess it's like your intention and mm-hmm. stuff. And once that's right, you you know where to go and what to do and how to do it. And totally, it's just like acting. It's it the same, yeah. but just broader scale. Completely. But that sounds like great fun. It was great. Ah, be good to spin. I love that she. I love that she just cries. Yeah, that's oh, so beautiful. That happened a few times. She's probably like really stressed, and she's just like, oh. Yeah, I don't know. It's it was during the Christmas section, and you're like, you know, Christmas songs can be oh. very could be could have been connected oh, man, to someone. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but yeah. like it was it was, but it was nice. You know, it was lovely. That's so it, nice. it, they were nice tears. It was. Did wasn't you hug like, it out? Uh, we didn't get to because like it was like it was a show and there was like full choreography going on yeah, yeah. it was like a, okay, it was a big enough. like thing uh, Tom's going rogue again yeah, yeah. hugging everyone yeah okay fair yeah, enough yeah 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 <laughs> that's why I lost the Arnott's yeah. job <laughs> uh, what a reason though right. too many hugs too many hugs <laughs> number 54 do you have it no no worries uh, yeah. do you have a 
favorite actress? Oh my god. Um, do you have a favorite actress? I always include actors in this sure. thing. Um, next question. Oh my god. It's again. I think someone that I would always look to as being awesome is Philip Seymour Hoffman. Mm. I just think he's amazing. Um, in terms of how truthful his performances feel, mm-hmm. but also that he's not afraid to go really big. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's a there's a serious taste for sort of like do less, do less, do less, be more and more subtle. Mm. Um, on screen, um, in particular, obviously, <clears throat> and I think some humans just aren't like that, you know. And it's really nice when someone just does something so extreme, but you're like, I totally believe it. I think he was someone who did that, and also isn't afraid of the uglier side of things, mm-hmm. which I, which I guess is quite important to me as an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, what does that mean to you, uglier side of things? I guess it's just like the uglier side of humanity and um, yeah because like I, I just I actually usually find that more connecting or I empathise with that more or mm. it's more it gives me more insight or and just not being afraid to kind of you know go to those places I think it's just something that I want to be able to do in my own work yeah wait what was your question it was what do you mean by uglier side of things hmm I'm trying to think of a particular performance of his like you can see it in all of his choices I Mm -hmm. guess yeah you know like when he started being able to choose oh because I I, I totally I totally agree with you because like if I I can look at like almost all of my favourite movies and like there's something expressed in them that like I feel in some level like shame about and Mm. then you see it like delivered like so on the nose there and it's that kind of feeling of like oh my god I can't believe they said that I can't believe they did that I can't believe they put that in yeah and and even just like in a kind of vulnerable way too you know there are things that we're kind of we're a bit like oh oh totally you know have you ever seen that movie Before Midnight no. Oh, they're my favorite movies, right? Yeah. But they're like oh, no, e- Ethan no, Hawke and Judy Delpy. They always mix those up. They're so like relationships. Sunrise. Ones. Yeah, I didn't see that one. That was the third one, right? It, yeah. Yes. And yeah. by far the best one. Yeah. Like, oh, really? Yeah. Because I saw oh, the meta sequence and yeah, it, it's so, yeah. And watch out the sequence. I always yeah. say this to people like it's just a good movie. But like, there's this scene, and this isn't really ruining anything. But like, as in, they're just having a fight, and yeah. like, <laughs> I don't know what it is about her. Her performance in the thing is unbelievable the whole way through, and like, it's so well written, and like, you can't even see them acting once in it. Like, it's so yeah. flawlessly done but there's this scene and they're having this like really intense argument about like the fundamentals of like their whole relationship which they've like fought so hard to like make work and like they, they were just like kind of in the midst of like foreplay and about to have sex and yeah. she has her top off yeah. and she just has this argument with like her breasts out yeah. and like however vulnerable the argument is which is like huge like yeah. this ju- I don't know there's just something about it that was yeah. so True. I, yeah, I just watched it recently. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And like, I don't know the way then they use their clothes because he's in just his like underwear, which isn't as revealing at all. Yeah. And then like, and then you know, as the argument switches, the clothes go back on. It's just really interesting. The whole, the whole yeah. Film is like, that, that's what I mean. That kind of like that kind of yeah. There's sort of like this ugly vulnerability too. Like mm-hmm. I guess I don't know why I've used the word ugly in particular because I don't think it is that necessarily. Mm-hmm. But it's just something. It's kind of why I love awkwardness in mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Like I actually love awkwardness in people, mm-hmm. and I be quite awkward. And I can't, but I kind of revel in it. Like I kind of enjoy it. Yeah. Because I think everything is quite like 
distanced now. You know what I mean? It's just like we're all kind of ironic in our own way. Do you know what I mean? Everything's a comment on a thing, on a thing, on another thing, mm. which I also really enjoy. Don't get me wrong. But then there's just if you're kind of having a conversation with someone and someone just suddenly gets really awkward. That's just so to me, that's just like, oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's so like real. Like, and obviously the other stuff's real too. You know what I mean? But there's just something really connecting about that. Yeah. So maybe it's just something I'm drawn to in people and in life as well. Yeah. You know? What is it for you about like awkwardness? Like, is it kind of a thing of, you know, any excuse to get like the adrenaline going or? I don't know what it is. I just, I just, I think it kind of just breaks down a little bit of bullshit maybe. Mm -hmm. And I particularly love when there's an awkward moment and we can all acknowledge it. And then we're like, yep, it happened. And we all know. And it's just, you just cut past the need to present maybe or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. You're just like, oh yeah, this is happening. This is awkward. This is fine. You know? I don't know. Do you find it hard to find people who want to meet you there? No. You got <laughs> I'm a lot lucky. Of that's good. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. that's rare. Yeah. I'm lucky in that regard, I think. Um, How did you find them? Those people? Maybe through a series of intensely awkward moments. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. And that's not to say they're just constantly awkward, but you know, there's just, I've always found that there's just a real kind of they can just be really honest moments between people, you know. Do you have this in family? Or are you talking about friends or partners or friends, what is it? I guess yeah. mostly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like I'm not making any sense now. No, this it makes is sense in my head. So <laughs> it's awkward. Like it's so awkward. <laughs> it's happening right now. This is it. Yeah. Well, we acknowledge it. Yeah. No, um, no, it is interesting because I mean, like that, like it was funny. I had to have an awkward conversation last night. Oh really? Right. Yeah. And I, I knew I was gonna. Ha- I like. I was like, okay. This is like, has to happen. Okay. And I, so you mean like a difficult conversation? Yeah, it was difficult. It was going to be awkward because I... Was it, the subject matter awkward too? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just <laughs> was trying to be really honest with someone about like something that they weren't going to want to hear. But I felt it was like yeah. the emotionally honest thing to do was express it from yeah. my perspective and listen however oh, they so want to respond. It's it really so was. But yeah. it was it was good. And I was meeting a friend beforehand and I was uh, telling her, I was like, okay, this is how it's going to go down. And... and, and, uh, and, and and plan, like plan such a plan yeah and I was just I like that. I was like at least no matter what happens like it's gonna get my adrenaline up like it's yeah. gonna it's gonna be a moment and it was and it was fine was it, it was fine? it was actually fine because like I was you know I, it was very reasonable like it, what, there was no meanness or cruelty in it oh, gosh, and they were yeah, able yeah. to hear it in like yeah. a way that I actually well, it was kind of even better than I hoped for yeah. and it was really productive and I That's think we're both better people so for it so great yeah you seem like someone who's quite at ease a lot. Like, am I wrong here? Uh, like, it's funny. <laughs> Yesterday, I met someone who like mirrors my like exact kind of anxiety, right? Like, just their energy. Like, I talk yeah. quite quickly, and okay. uh, but no, I, I am. Yeah. That was one of the yeah, like that. I am, but I've also like I I'm trying to be yeah. But then some days, but this is what I mean. I guess some mm-hmm. days you're just. I remember having a discussion with a friend about this. Like some days you're just flowing, mm-hmm. and like everything's so fine, yeah. and like you're just like yeah, and you just feel like conversation comes so easy and then there's some days that you're just like it's almost like you're judgery and you say the wrong thing and you mm-hmm. do the wrong thing and it's so nice when someone's just kind of like hey that's okay mm-hmm. we all do this you know mm-hmm. like with your person that you had to have the chat with and they were like okay I hear you yeah. we're all good yeah it's great it is really great yeah and it's but it's so like as a person they're also they're also someone who you could have that kind of chat with you know what I mean because that's yeah. the kind of thing like it probably wouldn't have mm. said that to anyone. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like certain people, and this kind of, I hope this doesn't sound like arrogant or something, but like certain people deserve certain levels of your honesty. Cause oh my God. There's yeah, only yeah. so much of it like you have, yeah. you know, really. Yeah. Um, And like this was someone who was like, oh, like they're very like inward gazing and they're very intelligent. And they're very like emotional, like, 
comfortable with vulnerability and all the things mm. you kind of need to have a proper proper conversation with someone yeah. and certainly all the things that I need to have like a close friendship with someone or like a romantic relationship with someone mm. and uh, yeah they're very much someone who can do that so like when someone's open to that it just makes communication like so much easier and then down yeah. the line alleviates so much future like oh anxiety and God. resentment because totally. I, I really resent people when they can't yeah. do that which isn't fair because like because mm. I've done work to try and make myself better at that but like it's not fair to expect that of other people because mm. some people don't want to do that and that's fine which is so true yeah, yeah. it is fine but yeah. then but then is it fine though <laughs> I know you know what I mean yeah 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 I do I, I'm I'm kind of a firm believer like everything's healthy until it isn't mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. but because I, I totally know what you mean some people just aren't they don't want that that's not how they communicate that's not how they connect with people but then you do see sometimes that is like like you were saying down the line then it can cause problems and yeah it's interesting that, I think like, like, that kind of balance is hard you've got to look I think like I've had to reframe it as like it's fine for them it's not fine for me and as a result maybe it's not fine for us that's such a good way of putting it. You know, um, yeah. which is really hard though because, yeah. you know, especially if you like love someone and then yeah. and you want to communicate on the way that you feel is best for you and in turn you hope for them and yeah. then you have to realise that like, oh no, like that's just not how they work. And oh my God, yeah. That's, yeah. you just gotta accept that. So true. You know. So true. Hey guys, Tom here. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but uh, here at Headstuff, we have a ton of other amazing podcasts. So I'm going to throw it over to Aaron, who is going to insert a digital advert with one of the podcasts that you should be listening to. If you like this podcast, you're probably going to like a ton more on the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hey, whoa, whoa, hang on, right? Don't freak out, okay? I've hacked into this podcast and this is an ad, okay? This is Tony Cantwell. I'm here with Mark Jago. Say hi. Hi. Hey, and we, we present Sexy Beasts, which is a monster review show. So it's all if you're into the weird, unexplained monsters. We've had things like Banshees, the Irish Waterhound, the Dobberkoo, Bigfoot. You've got to tune in. Sexy Beasts, exclusively on Head Stuff. Mm. So wise, Tom. Oh, fucking hell. Give it a spin. <laughs> and he goes for the bingo. He balls. says with his bingo <laughs> machine. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> With great wisdom, you had comes. to dispel that. Awkward I moment. did, yeah. Some <laughs> the bingo balls. Someone, someone gave me a compliment the other day, and uh, oh yeah, I was trying to organise a podcast with someone. I actually did the exact same thing with you. I was trying to organise a podcast with someone I hadn't met them, um, and they're kind of like a, like they'd be like kind of um, like a high profile guest. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Like yes, a, it does. What does yeah. that mean? They've got lots yeah. of Twitter followers. I don't know. It means, it means their profile. And is high. Uh, yes, high. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then we were chatting about something and they, they said like they listened to it which I was surprised at and then they were like we really like it like you're really good at it and listen with my girlfriend and I was like oh thanks so much That's and really um, nice. yeah it was lovely and then I was like uh, well like hopefully we don't come on and like hate each other and, so, and then they were just kind of like oh no you shouldn't say that that won't happen and I was like yeah you're right I just didn't I, I, and then I literally I'm sorry sometimes I find it hard to take compliments yeah. and I go towards darkness yeah. <laughs> like which is which true I also appreciate yeah that's great it can be hard to take compliments though <laughs> yeah. sometimes but Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> number 44. Do you have it? Oh, no. No, I thought I did. No. No worries. And number 44, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Oh, God. Advice. Yeah. Advice is so interesting, isn't it? I love advice. Do you? Mm-hmm. I don't. Great. I really don't. Uh. Um. Yeah. What is the best advice someone has ever given me? And feel free if it's just like a nugget or, or something you heard that, you know, something you yeah. hear something and it resonates. Right time, right place. I think like, well, it's kind of a dark, well, not dark, but like it's kind of an intense answer. Mm-hmm. But actually the most recent bit of great advice that I got was from my sister because I was kind of going through 
a difficult time. And I was kind of, I kind of said to her, I love the way I said that, it's so euphemistic, a difficult time. <laughs> uh, but I, but she said, you know, and my way when I'm like that, like going through a low or whatever mm. is like to, okay, I'm like, okay, I get everything in order. I'll start running. I'll, I'll eat better. I'll cook caffeine and all that stuff. Don't get me wrong. That's so useful. Mm-hmm. Um, but my sister just said, I was like, you know, I was like, I'm in a hole and I was like, I'm good at crawling out. And I was like, I'm really good at that. And then my sister was like, okay, but just just maybe don't maybe just it's okay maybe just sit with it and you'll float out of it eventually mm. and it was just I cannot say but it was just such a an amazing piece of advice at that time and obviously you know different times you'd need different advice but at that time it was great mm-hmm. for me because it just kind of allowed me to to just genuinely be the way that I was and um, be messy mm. and not worry about like kind of controlling it all and sorting it out mm-hmm. quick smart so everyone for everyone else I guess in a way and also for myself um, but that was that was probably the best bit of advice genuinely and I know that's I should really be giving some sort of career nugget or no, something like, that's way better but like you know but it was lovely advice yeah um, like we were talking really, about really that off mic you know you were like yeah. how are you and I was trying to be I'm trying to be honest when people ask me I was like yeah. I'm great now today's yeah. great I was not great a few months ago and, yeah. now I, and now I'm probably only good but I feel great yeah and I think that like one of the things I learned from going into like it probably I don't know where they like similar but like certainly mm. I went into a little hole like at the mm. end of last year mm-hmm. and you know um just and I, I was going to like th- I go to therapy kind of like I like to touch base with every like four to six weeks is like yeah. really good for me yeah. and so, so great so great and it's hard to access here like yeah it's such a shame but like so great yeah, yeah and so you know I, I had a friend recently who, who wanted to go to therapy and like that just is you know as an mm. artist has no money and like yeah. there are free places you can go to therapy yeah like if you if you're oh, like you know there's an amazing place in Gardner Street and stuff if you just google like free therapy Dublin yeah. like you, there are like trainee therapists who like mm. have to get their hours up and they yeah. will see you. so it's not going to be like the most experienced therapist yes. in the world I have heard of this and it's like there's a place also that's 20 or 30 euro which is people training to be mm. yeah as well I've yeah. heard about this it's yeah like you can you can definitely yeah. get go for free and then like there's yeah. sometimes like a, suge- a suggested donation but it, yeah. it is optional like you can walk out and give nothing and yeah it's okay. that's great it's so great Wh- which is great but also like say because I would have been in the UK mm-hmm. like the difference there is stark like and what is it well the NHS and yeah but it's like, just great as in you can, you like can get free therapy well you go to your GP and they put you they it, in touch with someone and also it depends on what kind of therapy that you're you're looking for, all of those things. Mm. But all of that structure is there, you know what I mean? And God, it's something that like would be amazing if we had here. Because those things are great. And it's like, oh, great, there's a cheaper place. Mm-hmm. But actually, you know, that should be provided. Yeah. You shouldn't have to totally. seek it out. Totally. You should be able to go to your GP and they're like, we can, we can help you from here. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's another reason that I was sad actually leaving the UK was the NHS and just how amazing it is. And, um, yeah, do you do you do you watch Catastrophe or are you familiar with Rob it. Delaney? So great. Yeah, like he, the yeah. poor man lost his lovely son oh my this year, but yeah, like he's yeah. like an amazing yeah. campaigner now oh, for he's wonderful. the NHS, and you know because he comes from the Amer- the American perspective, which is insane. Yeah, and like so, I think he's just like you know, like this is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, oh, when I went over there, I was like, oh my god, and like people, like there'd be a really lively debate around it, and obviously people, you know there's problems with it now in terms of what's going on but like there's such a lively debate about it there Mm. and people are like oh and they give out about this and that 
And I was kind of shocked about how much people were giving out about it when I went over. Um, because I was like, this is a dream. I was like, this is like the most amazing thing ever. But then I was like, oh no, but that's also why. As in like this dialogue is such an important part of that. Mm. Like the fact that they are really, really talking about this so much and have such high standards for it is part of the the reason why it's amazing, you know? Mm, mm, mm. Anyway, yeah, just missed that. But yeah, it's great that they're, they're cheaper therapy forms of therapy here but my god it'd be amazing if just the structures were better here you know and when you when you were in your dark place in that time and your sister gives you that advice to like Mm -hmm. you know it's okay to sit there for a little while like Mm -hmm. one of the things that what i was going with that my therapist said to me was she's like okay this is gonna be a bit miserable for a while Mm -hmm. and that's okay and like and i knew this like i had this perspective but she was like i guarantee you like you'll come out the end and like these, this is when we do our growing as people because like she was like I had time then like it was kind of my first time in ages being unemployed mm. which is hard as well yeah. and there was like lo- and like there was loads of stuff there was end of a relationship there were loads of things so it was like circumstantial yeah. as well as like neurological oh, to totally, a point yeah. but like she was like this is like where your body just needs to like do some growing and like it was amazing how right she was and I knew she like it, that was right but there was even like stuff I remembered that I just forgot about my life and my childhood like little traumas right. and stuff yeah. not little traumas big traumas yeah. and like do you know and I just forgot and like I never had been in a place where it was okay for them to come up and like this was an okay place because I had time and yeah. I was in a bad place but like mm. that you know I just had to sit into it and yeah. like that do all the right things and that for me was very frustrating because I was like mm. but I'm not drinking and I'm eating really well and I'm running every day and I'm writing all the time yeah. and I'm doing my therapy and I'm looking after myself and yeah. I still feel shit oh, it's so frustrating when someone just says to you go for a run yeah, and you're like ah oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like everyone, and it's not bad advice. everyone knows that that is like it is good advice, but yeah. it's also just like, yeah. but it's also not that simple. Like yeah. as in, you could be, you could be not unemployed. You could be in a job that you love. Mm-hmm. You could be in a wonderful. You could be in a wonderful relationship. You could be doing all of the necessary things, mm. and still something you you could have a period of depression or you know what I mean. Yeah, it's just interesting how. And it's funny because you know the way you said when I asked the question, you were like. I hate advice. I was like, I love advice. And he said, brilliant. What's yeah. interesting is though, if I go to a friend, right, with like a scenario or something and I'm like, oh, you'll never believe what happened. Yeah. And then he said that yeah. and then she did this yeah. and the, uh, whatever. Like, it, it's never then that mean. I want advice. Like, yeah, it's like, I just actually need to to. just need to listen. And like, yeah. same when like people yeah. come to me and like, sometimes like, I literally just ask like, okay, do you want me to like, listen or do you mm. want advice? You know that way, like, yeah. it, it's the same way like someone will give you oh, totally. like a script and they're like, can oh, totally. you read this for me? And it's like, yeah. absolutely. Do you want me to just tell you like, it's great or like, and keep going, well done, you're mm. on the right track or do you want like, critical notes of like, yeah. things that I've observed? Because yes. they're both valid yes. but like, sometimes we need different things. Oh, totally. And I think, I think in particular, I think when I said I hate advice, I mean specifically more so like, non-life advice so like career Mm. stuff I find it not that I hate it don't get me wrong like I've been very grateful for the teachers I guess I've had Mm -hmm. in my life and stuff you know Um, but when it's kind of framed as advice I find it trickier and that's probably coming from a period when I was in drama school and we had like we started having these kind of professional development situations don't get me wrong these are really important Mm. and in fairness I need to learn in those ways because I'm not good at it I'm just not but at the same time, like we had, oh, like we had so many agents and casting directors and everyone come into us. And I think the thing about advice is like you can get too much of it. Yeah. And it's all contradictory. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it can be a little bit fear mongery, mm-hmm. if I'm completely honest, you know. And I think really, I guess when I'm saying I hate advice, I think ultimately 
you have to do you and you have to like figure it out yourself Mm. you know with the guidance of people who know more you know but sometimes with advice it can just be over it can you can just have too much mm-hmm. and then you don't know what to do anymore. What, you know what I mean? What, what, fear mongery is interesting. Oh, what, what, <laughs> no, no, no. It's just, it was interesting. It was standout. Yeah, yeah. What, what were you talking about? Oh, okay. Well, like it varies, you know, from like, so I think there was like, um, you know, you always have that thing as an actor when someone's like, it's very hard, you know, and you're just yeah. like, yeah, no, you know, <laughs> it's like, I know. Uh, and it's like, I'm just like you. I'm going to keep going. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't, you know, it's something you just have to learn yourself. You have to learn why it's hard and why it's hard for you. And, you know, someone telling you it's very hard when you're usually at the early stages where you're a bit more enthusiastic. I just don't know if it's actually that useful. And then we had kind of a lot more sort of toxic stuff. Like, I mean, we, we, I feel bad. I shouldn't be saying this about the place that I went. But anyway, but it wasn't them. It was the people that came in. Sure. Because the place that I went was was great mm-hmm. and very nurturing, um. But like, say specifically saying stuff about female actors and mm-hmm. their weight mm-hmm. and that kind of thing, and it's just you know. And then also, I remember someone saying, uh, something about basically like if you are late, your career is over. You know. Yeah. And everything's just so high stakes. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And I just think there has to be an awareness when people are coming into a room like that that of your own status within that room and I just think you have to be so careful with what you say mm. um, because because in reality that's not true mm-hmm. that is kind of like obviously that's ideal and obviously anyone who is professional would <laughs> strive to always be on time Sure, you know what I mean that's obviously good practice um, but framing it as good practice is the better way to go. You know mm, what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just like, this is something to strive for. Like being on time, it's respectful to your the people that you're working with. It's respectful to yourself and your own process. But when you frame it as like, if you are late, you will, you will, no, you will never work again because everyone talks. Mm. It's just so negative and yeah. so, so divorced from actual life and reality. So it's stuff like that. It's kind of, you know what I mean? I do. And, and it's just... Are you an on-time person? Not like, even professionally, just... In life. I try. I try to be like I've. I've. De- I definitely have periods where I'm late and, and stuff like that. Like in no, actually, since drama school now, I've been pretty good. Actually, <laughs> you know, yeah, fear mongering. Uh, yeah, yeah, not even fear mongering. It was. It was more the the teachers like yeah. who did frame it in that good way of mm. it being good practice and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, because um, it, it is respectful. No, I'd always be on time for for work and mm-hmm. like I try to be on time for rehearsal like it's different say with Infinity because like myself and Owen are g- really good friends and like we're we were all double jobbing and doing lots of stuff mm-hmm. you know then there's a kind of slightly more understanding so it's like look I have to go do this thing before I go to you mm-hmm. and then that's like that's okay you know what I mean it's kind of slightly different but if I was rehearsing you know a job where I was coming in and I wasn't self-producing as and you know making work yeah and it's not it's it's much more clear cut and I'm I'm arriving to rehearsal I'd be on time. Mm-hmm. I'd never be late for that. No. Yeah, yeah. We give it a spin. No. Yeah. Let's do it. Spinny spin. All right, here we go. Number 27. Do you have it? No. No worries. Number 27. Like I'm going to be a zero person. Mm, maybe. It's okay though. Number 27. <laughs> what is your relationship if any to the gym? Oh man, that's so strange. Yeah, I hated the gym when I was young. I went when I was in college, I went to the gym loads. Mm. And it was definitely like super negative. You know what I mean? It was definitely like, oh, 
you know, and I was, it was just kind of grim. Do you mean the reason you were going was negative or the experience? experience both was yeah. just kind of, uh, but I think the two were like your reason for going as well. Like I think it's so important. Sure. Um, and also like, you know, because I would have been maybe 18, 19 and my relationship to my body was very different then. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But that was, I remember just being oh, so, I didn't enjoy it, but I kept going. Mm. And I was just like, after that, there was a time where I was like, not doing that, that's not for me. Um, and I started running and running was very much my thing because mm. I found it kind of meditative. Um, and then more recently, actually, I've just recently, this is why it's funny, joined a gym again. Okay. After years. Yeah. Right, right. So, but it's amazing going back now mm. because I don't have, I, I say I don't have, I mean, I do, everyone does. But I definitely, they're not as the, to the forefront, like insecurities about my, my body and stuff like that are not as to the forefront now. So when I'm going there, I'm like, I'm going there to, it's like, I'm going to be strong. So my body is in good condition so I can do more things that I want to do in a performance. So, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I found it really great actually the last while. Although, oh my God, I had this hilarious thing happen. I went to the pool because I don't go and I just didn't really know. But I went to the pool and it was like this aqua aerobics class on. It was like super intense. And I was like, whoa. And then uh, <laughs> I started swimming. And I was like, ah, I just done a session. And I was just swimming away. And then someone was like, hey, hey. And he was like, one of the aqua aerobics people dropped out of the class. And he was just like, and he was like, <laughs> really angry. He was like, you don't have a hat on. You don't have a hat on. And, um, and yeah, so basically, like, I haven't gone back to the pool since then. But I will. Uh, oh, my God. Hold on. What, what, what? Do you have a swimming hat? I have the craziest story for you. That is so, is it connected to the swimming hat guy? Yes. Maybe it's the same person. Maybe I am the guy. <laughs> no, this. you're definitely not the guy. <laughs> in oh fairness, it was silly me not having the hat, but I just didn't know. But it was kind of mad to be shouted at in the I, pool, you that, know what I mean? Okay, so really weird thing happened? happened to me today. I was getting off the I bus. I love that this is connected. Today, yeah. okay, like I... My I had a school bag, right? Like like a, like it was just a bag that I put my laptop in and like yeah. gym shit, whatever yeah. I was doing. You did such a lovely gesture there. Yeah, you, my school you bag. saw it. Yeah, um, and uh, and I, I so that was great, and this was like my thing, and it broke. The zip broke, and I brought it to like you know a zip repair person. And they're like, yeah. look, it's gonna be like twenty euros to get it repaired. You'll probably get a bag for cheaper. And I was like, yeah. cool, thank you. So mm. this is like an old bag I have, but it's great because look how big it is. It's fucking. Gi- oh, it's a wonderful it's bag. It's ginormous. And you got a little pocket for your gloves. A little pocket for my gloves. You got your normal people. And so I take, uh, yeah, I got my book, my laptop, yeah. all the stuff. So I take my gloves out when I'm getting off the bus to go on, and a swimming hat falls out. No way. No, I don't swim. I haven't swam in years. That's I can so swim. Weird. And and but but I didn't see it fall out. And there was just a swimming hat on my feet. And there was but there was a girl with a similar bag uh, beside me. And then that's so and I wasn't weird. Sh- and I was like, this is one of ours. But I honestly don't know whose it is because I haven't used so this bag in years. No, <laughs> so I said, I was like, sorry, did you drop your swimming yeah, hat? Yeah. And she was like, I don't, I don't swim. And I was like. Sorry, I think I dropped my swimming hat. <laughs> like, because it, it just must have looked like You're an insane person. It. Oh, it's mine. <laughs> like an insane. I was like, what, what must that have looked like to yeah, her? Yeah, like, yeah. what is this weird man doing? And I just got off the bus and like yeah. picked up the swimming hat that I didn't that even know so was mine. Funny. So this could have been there for That's years. So like, what? It smells like a swimming hat. It smells kind of yeah, nice. So you don't swim. Now, do you want it? I will take the swimming oh, hat because that it. feels really appropriate. This is lovely. What? Yeah. There you go. This is amazing. Yeah. Picked now up I off will the floor. never be shouted at again I know. at the gym. Think of Amazing. me every time you put on your I head. was really tempted to like flip the fire um, alarm thing. Like this moment of absolute mischievous, mischievousness. I was just like, what if I just did that? Mm. And it's like, it's 
so bold. Just now, randomly? No, not here, not here. With the when the aqua aerobics class oh, to is ruin on. their. I would never yeah. obviously do that, but you know when you just have these madly mischievous thoughts. Sometimes it's good to have them dark thoughts and just let them come. Do you know? It wasn't even dark. It was just it was more mischief, and I kind of was like, ha ha, and then I just mm-hmm. left. It's just me trying to feel less bad about being shed at it. Yeah, <laughs> sure. No, like it's this is amazing. What a happy tale. I'm delighted. I'm delighted you have this now. Um, yeah, it's funny. Like you know, um, with do you, are you a writer? Yeah. 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 Sorry, I wasn't sure of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you write Infinity? So yeah. So this is kind of like a. I think I might have known that actually. Yeah. So yes. So what the official thing is is that it's co-created between me and Owen. Mm-hmm. Owen is the director as well, and then I am performer writer. So I would have written the script. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Do you like? Uh, and I don't. I don't know what it looks like for you. The stuff that I write maybe is like. Uh, it, it's not. It's not autobiographical, but it all is very much rooted in like. Yeah, you know, I never play like Tom in a thing. Yeah. Although I might like to do that sometime. Yeah. I think I would. But like. Um, yeah, and like so, sometimes like especially my non-actor friends, but also my actor friends will like come and see something, and they're like, "Oh, like did you do that?" Like, there's a play I'm looking to remount that I did like years ago. It was like the first play I wrote. What was it called? It's called The Belly Button Girl. Oh, why was it? Called? Oh, that's such a great title. What was the play about? It's really funny actually because I'm dealing with like a, a theater at the moment, and the guy who uh, runs the theater is really hesitant about putting it on because I, I had a director called the belly button well yeah and he, I had a, a, a female director directed the first time around who's yeah. not going to be able to do it this second time around and yes. it's been like a while so we will need okay. to like it will need a rehearsal period yes, you know yes, what I mean yes. it's been like two years yes. and uh, and um, he was just like you just have to make sure it's a female director you have to because like you do a play called the belly button girl it's so dodgy and I was like like it's really Why? not like Why? The, what's it about it, it's about like it's like a it's like a falling in and out of love story. It, it it's and it's in no way dodgy. Like yeah. it, the first time he sees her, she's wearing like a like a crop top, and you can see her belly button. So he from then on, she's just known as the belly button girl. And yeah. like every character in the show has a name like that. Like it's like the belly button girl, yeah, the massive lad. I, I can't even remember. I, yeah, it's been yeah. a long time since I. But um, that's interesting. And yeah, you can't really get more innocuous than a belly button too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think he sees it as like this highly <laughs> sexualized, like kind of like degrading thing. And I'm like, no man, like literally, like she was working at a bar, and like the first time he sees her, like she's putting a glass mm. back on the top of a shelf, and he sees her belly button. Yeah. And he just like the first time he sees her, he just falls in love, and he yeah. can see her belly button at the same time. It's <laughs> like, not like the big boob girl. No. You know. No. And like, and even if it, and even if it was, it's like okay, don't call your play that because it's stupid. But it's like that's not like a terrible thing like that's not a terrible crime against women I don't think you know what I mean yeah. I probably wouldn't I, <laughs> no please if I saw it I'd be like if I saw the title I'd be like hmm the bi- oh no I'd never call a play <laughs> I'd that. be a bit like hmm yeah. as in I just wouldn't be like oh I'll go see that yeah you know? no me neither <laughs> no 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 I know. a belly button girl I was instantly like oh what's that yeah yeah mm. no and it was one of them things like because I'm just literally yesterday finished another play mm. and it's like the fifth draft and I think it's like done Ooh, done what's this play about this play is about talk about it is it in those stages where you can talk about no it? I can now because it's like done and like you know sometimes if you talk about too much the energy kind of like totally dissipates that's I say. Yeah. yeah no it's like it's done now and mm. um, it's about two men who uh, it's like my first time not writing about like sort of romantic love I suppose which is kind of exciting and it's about two men who um, haven't seen each other in school this is like eight years after they graduate mm. and Mm, bullying is a weird word I'm trying to it's about bullying but I'm trying to like yeah. reconcile myself with the word bullying because it feels childish to me the word bullying even though it can be a very adult thing yeah. but I associate it with like my childhood maybe say, like, a, 
abusive behavior. I guess so, yeah. But yeah. then that can, in this like climate as well, it can sound like preachy, and it's not a preachy play at all. It's just about this relationship that was kind of fucked up You'll in school. Find your word. I'll find my word. You'll when I have word. to write my blurb. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> your blurb. Yeah. Blurb is a hilarious word. It is, yeah. and it's fucking hard to <laughs> yeah. do. Chicken, we're like, I don't know what this thing is. What? Yeah. Summarize. Especially if you have to write it before you've written the play. Oh my god. You get that. But it's weird because it's often kind of a weird part of the process, like, mm-hmm. which is odd. I guess necessary too, and good to think of how you're communicating and what you're communicating. Yeah. No, it is. It is. And uh, it's not my like natural thing. Like the elevator pitch is not something that comes naturally. But this play is about, yeah, it's about two guys who uh, would have been in like um, school together. Their relationship would have been just very messed up, especially with the benefit of hindsight and just to see kind of like what the ripple effects of that have been like throughout their lives. Uh, One loses a wallet uh, in the local pub where the other guy works and they meet to return it and it kind of like sparks off oh so it's kind of like they, they're meeting later in life thing. yeah they're meeting they're, yeah they're meeting yeah. like eight years after they would have last seen each other those are, those relationships are so interesting those ones that you have when you're younger mm-hmm. and, and just how little I don't know what's the word you don't have much of a frame of reference often right and then when you get older you're like oh that wasn't great it's really interesting because like what, what it what it like spawned from for me was just like reconciling myself with the fact that like at school, like I was bullied badly enough, no. but like I was, I, I can't stand bullies. I know, but uh, also the fact that like someone is probably like, as in, I'd say everyone in their life has inadvertently bullied someone. That's as well. exactly what the play is about. It's yeah. about like both of the characters are me, because like yeah. I definitely have been involved in groups of people where like you know, as you, it is a good word to use, like abusive behavior took place, and I either definitely didn't stop it, and like probably added to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, it's hard. And you just have to, like, reconcile yourself with that and be like, yeah, that wasn't great. Like, we don't do that anymore. Oh, that stuff's so hard, isn't it? Or, like, not even just that stuff, but, like, regrets. I was thinking about this. Like, regret, I think, is one of the most, one of the most difficult Mm -hmm. things to grapple with. Like, Like, I just, there's one moment in my life where I remember pushing a friend of mine into oh, a bush. No. We were walking home, and like it wasn't like it wasn't like I shoved him. It wasn't like I hurt him. Yeah. I just like I just I just knocked him off his balance, and he fell into a oh. bush. And it, we all laughed at him because because oh. I pushed him into a bush, and it stuck with me. You so could much. say you, you could message him. You could be like, "Hey, man, I think about it all the time. I pushed you into the bush. Oh, I'm I think real about sorry. it all the time." Which would actually be so wonderful to do that, wouldn't it? Yeah, but I was thinking about it as well, and I was like, I actually would do that. I actually, I'm at a point in my life now where I could do that, and I'd just say, look, there's this thing I remember. But I just feel like he wouldn't remember, and he'd be like... It doesn't matter. Yeah. But maybe he does. Maybe Mm -hmm. it was like, you know, I was having a real bad day that day, and you pushed me in a bush. Yeah, I know, (laughs) I know. He could think about it all the time. Yeah, Yeah. do you think I should? Maybe I will. I I don't know. I kind of, I'm, you're asking the wrong person, because I'll always be like, yes. Yeah. You know? That could be awkward. Yeah. <laughs> no, but great. Yeah. Awkward and great. Yeah, awkward and great. God, I wonder if I would send any texts like that now. Oh, definitely. Would you? Yeah, definitely. And what's the thing that's stopping you from actually doing it? Well, I, well, actually, there was a situation where I behaved in a way that I was, I didn't feel good about, but I actually said it to the person mm-hmm. in, in like, I met them at a pub. And I immediately brought it up and said it. You bumped into them was, or you arranged to meet them? Uh, no, I bumped into them. Right. Because there was no way to say this particular thing in a text. I didn't want to. Yeah. But straight um, away it was at the forefront of your mind to like, yeah. fix this now. And now I don't know how, I feel weird even talking about it, but like, because it's, well, I guess I'm being vague enough, but like, yeah, because I, uh, I just wanted to kind of, I wasn't trying to justify the actions or anything, but I wanted to explain the context and then just say sorry mm-hmm. and also just say I completely understand if you're angry 
but yeah, it's really hard. It's and really hard. yeah, because it like that's one of the things again that like is writing about. And, yeah, and like, it, did you find that when they once you made that leap, and it is a big leap to like make that first session, it's so vulnerable to do it. Like, did they automatically like melt away? And uh, no. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. But, uh, but that's absolutely their right. And I totally. That. I just feel like that's unusual you know? though. Yeah, no, I but think, it's totally their right. I know, absolutely. And I completely understand. Absolutely. And there's something about kind of the older I've gotten, the more I respect that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that would never, I would never even, I wouldn't even be over, obviously I'm a little sad about that. Yeah. Like for my own loss, like what I lose in that situation. Mm-hmm. But I would never that's the only thought I'd ever have you know yeah. what I mean I totally respect that and I allow that you know that's your right mm-hmm. to feel that way yeah it's funny because anytime that's happened to me because that's happened to me a handful of times where someone will you know like retrospectively come back and say I'm not like proud of how this situation went down yeah. and but straight away I, like the minute that we can talk with a degree of like yeah. like even th- if I see that person's willingness to you know look inwardly and like that awareness that they're exhibiting between yeah. like the effect it had on me and whatever their role in that might have been yeah. it's like I melt away and, it, and, it, and, and it's not even out of like it's kind of amazing yeah, yeah. but it's just, it's just like oh, like that's what was frustrating yeah. about the situation in the first place was that we couldn't see each other properly yeah. in that moment oh my god and the minute someone yeah. exhibits that it's like everything just yeah, melts away totally there's there's an interesting thing as well that can happen I think like you can get yourself into this kind of like reactive position in a dynamic mm-hmm. and, and it just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going mm-hmm. and it's amazing when like for whatever reason whether it's an internal thing or something helps you from the outside you can just step to the side and come back to just being yourself mm-hmm. and just be open and like kind and clear in communication and then it's just ama- it's amazing when you can do that, like, yeah. and how how complete, how and you're right, how often so quickly the whole situation changes. It's yeah. just it's mad. It's kind of it's kind of mad. It's like it shouldn't work. Mm-hmm. No, I know. It does. Like that's one of the things we were like, talking about in the play was like you know you know when you do that with people because I've done that as well. Yeah. Sorry, I, I I went to the example where it was done to me, but I've also you know retrospectively gone back and like I'm sorry that was not like yeah. me at my best yeah. and you yeah. deserve better than that yeah. uh, in that moment. But like it's amazing how the minute you do that, then normally the person straight away is like. Yeah, no, and I'm sorry as well. And it's yeah. the minute, it's, oh. it's the minute one of us can yeah. can move in that way, and and then yeah. it's like, oh, you see me. Well, then I can yeah. actually see you. Then you know, yeah, because now we see each other as oh people. My God. And like, I always like, it's so important to me to say sorry for things, like mm-hmm. to or like after a fight to to be like, let's dispel this. Yeah. Let's talk. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And the relief that both parties feel is just usually anyway is is so great. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 yeah it's good. God. Right, we give it a spin. Yeah, oh yeah. Do it. Uh, The Lingables. Here we go. Number nine. Do you have it? No. No worries. Number nine. The question is, in your industry, who is a person that you would love to work with? Do you mean Irish theatre industry? I guess so. But I mean, like, not necessarily. everywhere. I guess everywhere. Like, Mm. um, if there's someone here... God, there's someone I'd love to work with, but then I've heard that it's kind of intense. So, maybe not. Right. Like, as in, you know, the whole thing of like, don't work with your heroes. Yeah. Way. But I love the company Complicity in um, the UK. Mm. Like, I just, I think some of the Bernie's amazing. And I'd, yeah, I kind of, maybe I'd love to watch him work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Rather than work with him. Uh-huh. Um, in that way of just, I like, can still appreciate, you know, you know what I mean? Just sometimes mm-hmm. it's nice to keep people actually at a bit more of a distance so you can just be like, okay, I admire you. I take this from 
what you do. Um, and then also just like, oh God, I feel like I need to, I'd love, there's loads of my peers that I'd love to work with. Mm-hmm. Like actually people working around me right now yeah. that I'd love to work with. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't want to name any of them particularly. No, sure. Um, What's your relationship to that like level, to the levels of intensity that you are willing to work within like before it gets like, oh, okay, this doesn't feel right anymore. Because I think that can be an yeah. interesting balancing act. Yeah, no, I, it is, that's a really difficult thing. I actually watched Whiplash the other <laughs> night because my parents hadn't seen it. So we were watching that. So I was even thinking about just t- even times training that I had. Totally. Like we did a really meany, it was super meany. I shouldn't even, the way I say it is like, it's so funny, it's not. Uh, but he was very like that teacher yeah. in Whiplash. Like, um, kind of gave us a big long lecture about what acting was like full stop is it not not framed as this is what it is to me um, and what can and then it was like get up get up and do, show show us why you got in here and like people would get up start singing a song it was like sit down sit down and like I'm I'm not using as many curse words as he did like um just and then it was like up who's next who's next you know uh so what did you do when you got up I got up and I I sang a, I was just kind of I just sang a song and actually now this is he was actually nice to me which I sort of almost res- resented more do you know what I mean because I was kind of like oh I don't want to be I don't want to be the person you're nice to you know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I know that kind of sounds weird but I kind of would have preferred if he hadn't been so I could kind of be like yeah like you know with the other guys you know be like whatever Um, but yeah no I've thought a lot about this like because of everything that has been going on in the media even for the last couple of years mm-hmm. and you know, abusive situations and I guess it's it's very interesting in terms of who gets to set the tone and who gets to set the narrative in those regards. And I think that is the question. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's about who says what is okay and then who isn't, because usually it's the people who are not in a position to say that this is not okay that don't get to say, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, my own personal view on that is that there is no need for any rehearsal room or any situation in the arts to be uh, abusive or unpleasant or completely or stressful or I mean no stressful that's a natural part of it you know what I mean sure um, but yeah I try not I try to work with people who share those values yeah you know what I mean I really really do mm-hmm. Um I think in particular now, this is kind of a bit, bit of a strange, it's a bit of a like s- step to the side because this is a, kind of in and around the Weinstein stuff. Right. But it's just something that really, really struck me because I think in our industry often there's this idea of like sink or swim. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, uh, if you can't stick with it, then you're not a true artist. Mm. There is this slight mentality, you know what I mean? But I remember reading an article about some artists or like people in animation it was like women across the board in different industries it wasn't just acting it was like lots of different things who'd suffered like and, and it's not just women it's it's anyone who it, for me it's a power issue mm-hmm. and it's who is in control and who is not so there are so many people who would have had a bad situation of sort of bullying or a- abuse or whatever or like um sexual assault who uh leave the industry yeah that they're in and if you take that into the account of this thing of like sink or swim attitude, like 
that's not okay. And actually, a lot of the, a lot of people, and I'm speaking in general terms, but a lot of people who would step away would would maybe be more sensitive, would maybe be more introverted. And I know the work that I really respond to often comes from that place. That's, I'm not saying that, like obviously, I love people. You know, I'm not kind of trying to put it into two different categories. Uh, but people with that sensitivity and people with the kind of like um, who are receptive to nuance, uh, I really love, I often really, really engage with that kind of work. Mm. And I think of the loss of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. The people who stepped away because of a situation that was bad. And I think of the loss of that, like the creative loss of that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I come back to in my own life in terms of who, how I work, how who I choose to work with and what I value and all that kind of thing. Yeah. So that's kind of where, where I'm at, you mm. know. No, but it's so it's so true because, like, I completely agree and I think I probably respond to similar stuff by the sounds of it because, like, you know, it's that thing of, you know, as an industry, you're, we're always asking our, like, people, you know, to, like, open themselves up and to make this, yeah. like, beautiful stuff and to, like, show us, like, their like what they specifically have to give to the world and their mm. experience and like their like mm. innermost stuff, you know? Yeah. And that's like where like so much brilliant stuff comes from. But then at the same time, like that can that can get hard because you also are kind of getting bashed around the place. Totally. A lot. You can be. I think it's just what, what people, it, it is, it's the story around it, isn't it? And mm-hmm. I think that particular thing of like, you got to be a tough nut or whatever is just something that I don't, I don't believe. I actually think, did you see the Nanette, which is by Hannah Gadsby, which is this amazing stand up no. routine. Oh my God, well you should absolutely watch I it. Know, I've it's heard amazing. so this much This is a spoiler this. now, but there's something that she said, which chimes again with this. Mm-hmm. And she spoke about uh, Picasso. <laughs> and the women in his life. Right. And she said something which has really stayed at me. And it's like that we accept that he was really hard. And like, whatever, like I've seen people say about you you can't judge a person out of their time and stuff. But anyway, look, what she says is is amazing. She said, the reason we're willing to dismiss his treatment of this particular girl who was his lover, who was very young and it just shouldn't have been happening, is that we decide that her creativity and her what she had to offer in the world was not as important as Picasso's. And that to me is really, really frames it so clearly. Yeah. And that's how I feel. It's like who is telling the story and what is their motivation in telling it, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's very real. Like, yeah. Who's yeah. to say she wasn't just, if not more, amazing? Yeah. Like you, you know what I mean? You have that like in the current context with like... Uh, the, uh, the minute you said that with the example that comes to mind is like Louis C.K. for example you know mm. and it, which I took so hard oh, me too because he was, he was my hero uh, he, I had a, his, my, his poster on my wall I loved him I like, yeah. spent like m- like you know money going to see him and stuff and yeah. you know um, and it, because, but there was so much I think around that time and it just was like it's ha- it hard to process isn't it like, totally. it was, and it's not like we don't know you know what I mean it's not like we don't know that this is you know what I mean yeah, well, I mean, but it's like it's not at the forefront of. Our, anyway, I've interrupted you. The poster of on your wall. No, but it was just that thing of like what was so attractive to me about him was an artist of what we were talking about earlier, like willing to go like the ugly side of humanity. Like he would talk about it. He would talk about those terrible thoughts that like I have too. Mm-hmm. Like I could see his thoughts, and then I can see my thoughts, and I can go whoa, aren't they all fucking messed up? But the difference was, like, he was making fun of, and you were like, 
oh yeah, that's how we deal with it. We make but fun of acting. But he was acting. And we didn't oh, we didn't know that. Like we didn't know yeah. like he would talk about like yeah. fucking whatever. Like so he goes into like hotel rooms and he masturbates in front of like young comics who like are being invited up into this like unbelievably powerful guy in the industry. Probably the most powerful stand-up in the world mm. like and you know and okay i know he wasn't like at the time of the things but like it doesn't matter like that's just crazy behavior and mm. it's real fun to make fun of like the idea of that behavior mm-hmm. but when you're perpetrating that behavior then the fact that you were making fun of it in the first place like imagine like for those it's the same thing women it's, it's the total same yeah. thing yeah it's like and imagine for those yeah. women like seeing him make those jokes make millions of dollars off what like we thought were yeah. like jokes we thought they, they were just thoughts on, you know what I mean they, I said it, they said it kind of I think quite quickly after it happened it's just yeah. interesting I mean it, it didn't get listened to in, yeah. that, in the way yeah. it needed to be yeah, yeah. but really like because I think you can have so people have very specific responses to this kind of thing and um, but I think like the ultimate thing that I come back to kind of that I think is more most general is that to me, it's like the value of the work, yeah, and um, the assumption that it's a, it's the thing with the with the woman with the late with the girl. With yeah. the like they left the yeah. You know, it's it's that loss, and it's just like who the voices that we value, and mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, it comes back to that. It's just like I think actually the work also would be so much better if we value voices that are not heard as clearly mm-hmm. basically yeah completely completely <laughs> I'm exhausted after that you see I just went I've run out of words <laughs> well we've run out of time as well okay. <laughs> it's good okay. we like we drained your battery yeah. at just the right yeah. time um, when you are recharged I, I know yeah you've got your swimming hat yeah. so hopefully that'll help <laughs> uh, I know you've got some really cool stuff coming up uh, in the UK and closer to home and seen and heard so yes. do you want to tell the people where we can find you I do okay okay so I didn't get these dates right so Infinity is going to uh, Vault Festival in London. I saw it was spelt Vault. Mm. Actually, it was Vault's Festival, but it's Vault. Oh. Um, and we're going to be at the Network Theatre there from the 6th to the 10th of February. Good. Um, and then I'm also directing a show called Cold Readers, which is written by Keith Jordan, which will be on on the 26th and 27th of February in uh, Smock. Brilliant. So it's exciting. Lovely stuff. Exciting yeah. times. Yeah. Uh, great to go into something absolutely hilarious after... Um, doing infinity yeah <laughs> for sure yeah yin and yang yeah Nessa Matthews thanks so much for playing thanks personality so much, bingo Sam. you're so great Woo. so guys that was the amazing Nessa Matthews playing personality bingo Nessa if you are listening a massive thank you to you for taking the time to do it it was so lovely for uh, you to come in and uh, for us to get chatting I say that we haven't actually met yet I just assume it is because as I said we're recording this before the episode but sometimes you have to be a little bit presumptuous in life uh, a bit of show business there for you folks a bit of show business um, guys as always uh, a few quick thank yous to the brilliant Erin Lindsay for mixing editing and producing the podcast What a Boss Woman She Is to the brilliant uh, Leah Moore and Anthony Manley I use brilliant too much in this introduction but uh, fuck it it's too late to go back uh, they have some brilliant theme music uh, that you hear every week and I'm so grateful to them for their amazing talents also to the wonderful Alan Bennett and Paddy O'Leary for having us aboard the network. It's always such a pleasure to be here. And to the amazing uh, Connor Nolan for his gorgeous artwork that uh, 
greets you whenever you click into your podcast app and the personality bingo podcast pops up uh, guys also want to point you in the direction of our brand spanking new Patreon page look Patreon is a model based off soundness as Blind Boy says and if you are a sound person who a couple of euro a fiver a tenner something like that wouldn't make a massive difference in their life and you get something out of this podcast please chuck it our way because it will make a huge difference in hours uh, the podcast will always be free as I like to say but if there is a way that you can chuck something our way it's such an easy uh, platform to do it via it's super safe and it makes a huge difference to us and even if you can't it's also a great way to just get in touch with me uh, if you have questions comments concerns anything like that about the podcast uh, I am really receptive to hearing all that and I uh, want to hear with you and connect with you I've been doing that on the Patreon with um, a good number of our, our patrons um, because I like to send a message um, a personalised one to everyone who subscribes um, via the Patreon um, subscription because it, it just makes a huge difference um, as I say going into the new year it was something we wanted to look at and I'm so glad that we have because it's already um, making a meaningful difference in my life and if you have got something out of this podcast and this podcast has made a meaningful difference in yours uh, return the favour with a few Bob if you can and if you can't it's absolutely no worries I've been that soldier I totally understand uh, guys tune back in next week for another episode of Personality Bingo with Tom Moore. If you want to support this podcast and get a full ad-free episode, sign up to Headstuff Plus.